Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Scott Davis for a look back at South Carolina's loss to Florida this past weekend. Scott is a columnist here on Gamecock Central, and he brings us a fan's perspective each week. Scott, the Gamecocks took it on the chin yesterday against the Gators, but you're still optimistic. Yeah, absolutely, Emerson. I I thought that they hung in there. This game had every indication that it was getting ready to get extremely out of hand in the first quarter. I, I knew that it wasn't happening for South Carolina pretty early. And um, my hope at that point was to just see some some signs of progress, both on offense and defense throughout the the rest of the game. When it was clear that the the Gamecocks were a little outclassed in Gainesville yesterday, and I think I saw that, especially in the fourth quarter, the offense came to life. They uh, were able to mount a touchdown drive, and then really had another one looking fairly good and and uh, just uh, evaporated on them there fourth and two from the five-yard line. But but they, they, they were able to rebound a little bit. The defense gave up some big plays in the first half for sure and, and looked a little out of sync yesterday. They, uh, it's been the case for the defense this year where they, they can have a good game or two and then take a step back a little bit, and that's just kind of what you should expect from a young, inexperienced team, which is what South Carolina has right now. But they hung in there, made some big plays, denied the Gators from scoring some touchdowns that would have carried this game into blowout territory. And for all those reasons, I felt like it was a respectable showing for South Carolina and Gainesville. Despite the fact that the Gamecocks lost, uh, Scott, I, you mentioned in your column this week that this was just one of those it's just not happening today games, and I had that exact same feeling on the game's opening possession. You know, the Gamecocks won the coin toss, elected to receive the football. They ran mm-hmm. for seven yards on first down, couldn't pick up the first on second and three, and then couldn't pick it up mm-hmm. on third and one, ended up having a punt. And I had that feeling it's just not happening today right there on the first series. There have been a couple of games like that this season. The Mississippi State game, Almost immediately, I felt like that game was was out of reach, and um, the Texas A and M and Georgia games were a little bit similar. Even though South Carolina sort of had a chance to come back and perhaps tie that game at the end of the Texas A and M game, they they were never really in that football game. So there, there's just been a few of those. But but the good news with this team, and one of the reasons I'm encouraged, is. When we've seen past South Carolina teams come out and, and really looked sloppy, outclassed, outmanned in the first quarter and the second quarter, a lot of times we've seen those clubs go on to completely wilt and submit and allow themselves to be humbled by four or five touchdowns. And this, this group, at least thus far, has not done that. And I, I think that's to the credit of both the players 
and the coaches. Emerson Phillips and Scott Davis here on Gamecock Central Radio. Scott's column is up on Gamecock Central. Never say die is the headline. Hope you'll check it out. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app on the App Store and on Google Play to subscribe to our podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. All right, so, Scott, the Gamecocks fell behind early 14 to nothing to the Gators yesterday, and then the Gamecock defense forced three turnovers in South Carolina territory. That was a positive sign, and the fact that the Gamecocks didn't get blown out really is cause for optimism. Well, the Gamecocks, uh, you know, once again won the turnover battle, three to two to Florida. You know, I thought going in that if they had a fairly sizable turnover differential of one or, or rather two or maybe even three, um, that they might have an opportunity to steal this game, and you know, that didn't happen. They they never really were threatening to win this football game. But, again, what we're looking for from this team is to see progress every week. That's all. It's a, it's a young group of guys. Even if people are playing on, on defense in particular who are juniors, for example, a lot of those guys haven't played a ton of reps coming into this season. So they're still fairly inexperienced. There's some junior college guys who are playing major – college football for the first time on that side of the football. So there's just not a lot of experience, and what there really isn't is much depth on this team. And so, again, when you don't have depth, that's when you really are in danger of getting blown out by a quality opponent, especially on the road. And they didn't do it. And so I was proud of the effort. 20-7 to Florida over South Carolina yesterday. The Gamecocks wrap up SEC play with a 3-5 and record. But that's two more wins than the Gamecocks had in conference play last year. So we're talking about progress for South Carolina football. Baby steps, even, even if that's what we're dealing with, it's baby steps, progress for South Carolina. And that brings us, Scott, to the baby steps are enough for now. Game balls of the week. <laughs> Well, I think they are, and I uh, that's why I, I named the game balls this week after that because I think baby steps is what we wanted to see in 2016. I think we knew we weren't going 9-3 and three this year. I think beating a team like Tennessee at home was a monumental accomplishment for this, this team and this coaching staff and taking care of business against Missouri. And if South Carolina can just go out and get the job done this week against Western Carolina at home, and I believe they will, that's a bowl-eligible team in Will Muschamp's first season, and I just don't think many folks predicted that was going to happen. So I'm I'm happy with baby steps. I hope you are too if you're listening to this because um, it's okay that we're not going to go 10-2 and two this year. The goal is to get this program back to an elite level where it competes and, and even wins games like these. And from what I've seen so far, that's the path they're taking. So – I'm happy with what I'm seeing. Scott, first game ball this week goes to the Jake Bentley interception. Bentley, the Gamecock freshman quarterback, had gone three games and three full quarters of his fourth game without throwing his first college INT. Did it in the fourth quarter against Florida yesterday, but it really didn't have much of an impact on the game. Yeah, you got to stick with me on this one. I know it sounds crazy that I'm giving a game ball to a Gamecock turnover, but in a, in a way – you know, when you when you hit, see these interception streaks lasting for games and games, you know they're getting ready to get to get broken, and you just don't want it to happen at a critical, crucial time. So now South Carolina can play Western Carolina for bowl eligibility, and then go into the our travel game against Clemson without anybody talking about Jake Mellon. He's got to throw an interception sometime, right? And so we will have to hear that. And and you know what? In a way. 
it's good for him to have a little bit of adversity and still rebound, which he did. He led a touchdown drive after that happened. And so those are the kinds of things that are just invaluable for a young guy who's trying to learn how to play quarterback in the SEC. Red zone defense gets a game ball this week, Scott, and the Gamecock late score in Gainesville to avoid the shutout also gets a game ball this week. Really didn't want to get shut out, Emerson. I, I just thought it was critical for this offense. They, they've been taking, again, tiny steps forward throughout 2016. I didn't want them to have to head to the locker room discouraged and feeling like they didn't belong on the same field as Florida, and uh, they were able to put some points on the board. They finally opened up the offensive game plan a little bit there in that fourth quarter, which I think a lot of us were happy to see. It was a very, very conservative game plan from South Carolina, and I know why they're doing it. They know they have young players. They know they have freshmen all over the place. And they also know that Florida's cornerbacks and the rest of its defense are as good as it gets in the SEC and didn't want to really test those guys and, and, and wanted to limit mistakes. And so in that sense, I guess they did that. But at the same time, hard to give yourself a chance to actually win a football game with that kind of game plan. But in the sense of not getting embarrassed and, and giving yourself something to build on, um, I guess you can say it worked. Scott nearly injured his elbow celebrating the late Gamecock TD yesterday. Scott, how's the elbow? A <laughs> little sore. You know, uh, I've reached the age at this point, Emerson, where when I celebrate too hard watching Gamecock football, I'm sore afterwards, and uh, that just seems to keep happening. So I think I need to maybe watch these games in a straight jacket or be medicated or, or something going forward. All right, the Gamecocks avoided the shutout with the late David Williams TD yesterday. Baby steps, friends, baby steps. Scott, uh, for the first time ever, you hand out a simultaneous game ball deflated ball award, and that goes to Gamecock <laughs> tight end Hayden Hurst. It was a crazy day for Hayden Hurst. Uh, a good day in the sense that he had three catches for 63 yards, and that's a, a huge yardage number per catch there. And he etched himself into the record books as the single-season reception leader for South Carolina, which, you know, the final five, six years of the Steve Spurrier era, it seemed like Gamecock fans everywhere were saying, hey, why can't we throw to the tight ends? And this new uh, new operation with Will Muschamp is doing just that. They've utilized Hurst all season long, and it's uh, it's been great to see his um, formation into becoming – a very, very good SEC college football player, and I look forward to seeing what he can contribute next year. And then, But unfortunately, he had a critical drop in the first quarter at a time when the Gamecocks really needed to stay on the field, desperately needed to keep their own defense off of the field, and it would have been a first down. He was open, the ball was thrown to him, and he dropped it. And that happens, but in the fourth quarter, with South Carolina just clinging to the very smallest uh, piece of hope uh, on the five-yard line, trying to score there so they could at least take a chance on an onside kick and maybe throw a Hail Mary or throw a couple of quick passes down the field and see what happened. Uh, Hayden Hurst on fourth and two. Jake Bentley was blitzed, but did a very nice job of just kind of getting rid of the football and floating it into a spot where perhaps Hayden Hurst could have caught it and, he he made kind of a, a very nonchalant effort to to haul that thing in, which was a little odd to see because he's a very he very plays very hard. I mean he 
get it all out at all times. So I was a little surprised by that, and so were the announcers on CBS. But he had an up-and-down game, and this team has had an up-and-down season. And you just have to take the good with the bad when you watch them right now. We'll wrap it up with deflated balls today, Scott, and an obvious choice, I thought. Florida's Antoine Callaway returned the first Gamecock punt 14 yards. He took the second punt 32 yards. And at that point, uh, you know, it became obvious that punt coverage was going to be a problem for the Gamecocks. Callaway was a problem all day for South Carolina. And Gamecock punt coverage gets the first deflated ball. Yeah, South Carolina, or rather Florida, also had a a return for a touchdown that was taken off the board by a penalty that may or may not have had anything to do with the actual play itself. So they struggled mightily out there. And and my point in uh, talking about that was just that it, it just doesn't seem like we have those those kinds of just extremely dangerous kick returners, punt returners uh, for South Carolina and, and haven't for really most of my decades of watching South Carolina football. I mentioned A. Sanders. That obviously there are a few here and there who strike fear into the hearts of opposing fans, but not very many. And it seems like most of the teams we play in the SEC do have a guy like that and, and do so consistently. So hopefully in the future – that's something where you'll see South Carolina be able to be dangerous, and you also hope that that uh, the coverage units will be able to close down some of these other dangerous guys that are lurking everywhere else in the Southeastern Conference. Jake Bentley sacked five more times yesterday, Scott. Offensive line play gets a deflated ball, as well as conservative play calling by the Gamecock staff. <laughs> well, look, I think we talk about the offensive line every week on this podcast, and it's it's a point of major contention for Gamecock fans if you're talking to friends of yours who follow this team. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the solution is. This was a unit that most felt pretty good about coming into the season, fairly experienced, um, had some upperclassmen along that line who played a lot of football in the SEC, and even Will Muschamp and defensive line coach Lance Thompson talked a lot about how Difficult that they had made it for their defensive players in practice. And it just simply hasn't shown up in the games. There have been blips of goodness here and there. Sometimes they seem to run block okay in a particular game. Other times they seem to pass block in a okay in a particular game. But they're never dominant. And yesterday they struggled in every phase of the game. Jake Bentley just didn't have time to do anything when he did get an opportunity to throw the football, which wasn't a ton, Gamecocks really wanted to run the ball and simply couldn't establish it at all yesterday. And, and look, you got to give Florida credit. They have a great defense, great defensive line, and they have a great secondary. And sometimes you run into folks who are bigger, stronger, and faster than you, but this has been an ongoing issue for South Carolina, and they've got to figure out a way to, to get that fixed. So the Gamecocks lost at Florida this weekend, but our columnist Scott Davis remains optimistic. Never say die, the title of Scott's column here on Gamecock Central this week. Hope you check it out. Scott, thanks for the time today. You bet. I'm looking forward to popping open a champagne bottle if we can get this final six win. I've said all season long to you that that was my goal for this team this year, and it's still on the table. I think it's going to happen, and 
I'll be really proud of these guys if they can bring it on home at Williams Bryce on Saturday. All right. So looking forward to talking to you next week. All right, look forward to that. Gamecocks got a chance to get bowl eligible with a six win this week, four o'clock kickoff against Western Carolina. Western Carolina coming off a loss to Furman this past weekend. So we'll talk more about the Western Carolina game coming up here on Gamecock Central Radio. For Scott Davis, I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for being with us. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.